0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere.
1: Rockies will mix a couple of new guys into the fray this year. As they enter 2016, let's get to know a couple of the players you can look out for. I'm Allison Fitter, here with Thomas Harding, our wonderful Rockies beat writer. And Thomas, I want to start with John Gray. And I have to say, I'm going to be a little bit of devil's advocate here, but... um, I read your story about how he's adding a curveball to his repertoire this offseason, um, and I had to chuckle a little bit just because that's sort of like a lot of this time of year, and I'm sure you <laughs> have had this experience, yes. but there'll be like that older veteran guy, it's like a 35-year-old middle reliever is coming back, and he's like, I have a new pitch, and, and that's like kind of a cliche thing to, to say this time of year, and then we all laugh because, of course, like if he had a new pitch, he should have worked it in when he was 26. Maybe he would have lasted as a starting pitcher. Okay, So um, John Gray has added a curveball. He is 24 years old, and he is still being looked at as a starter. He's an up-and-coming guy, and and so this is a little bit different. This is something that, first of all, you had to really be able to master. You can't just sort of have a curveball in the big leagues. You either have it or you don't. Um, And he seems really serious about it. So what did you glean from that when you were talking to him about it?
0: Well, this started toward the end of last season, and – what he's trying to be is a complete pitcher, and you've had a lot of pitchers that weren't that complete here. You'll have the sinker ballers, and the problem with a lot of those guys is either if the pitch is missing and the batters aren't swinging at it, they end up walking guys, or it's going into the bat of the left-handers. You have guys with four-seam fastballs also, and you, they, those have their strengths and weaknesses. The the strength is you can get strikeouts. The weakness is they're up in the zone, and, of course, field sometimes pop-ups go out of the ballpark. So – a lot of the thought these days, and one of the reasons why they drafted Gray is um, they think that he could be versatile enough to hit all parts of the strike zone. He throws he, he throws the ball hard. He can get strikes up in the zone. He has a nice he has a nice sinking changeup that goes arm side, meaning inside the right-handers, outside the left-handers. That's pretty good. Can he get something off speed into the other part of the zone, the low inside to lefties, the the low outside to righties? And one of the things that's really fascinating about Gray is that he was a really late bloomer. He was a lot bigger than he is now. I mean, he's in that 225, 230 range, but he was like 250, 260. He played junior college ball. Then he kind of came out of nowhere. And the great thing about that is he has a very fresh arm. He has not Thrown forever, he hasn't been tinkered with forever. He doesn't have one way of doing things because the pitching coach that he had when he was three and a half years old isn't always in his ear. So it's a fresh arm, it's a fresh mind. He can learn. He can learn new things. And this is a guy who. Can be a dominant pitcher. I mean, he dominated in college at Oklahoma. Uh, there were times in the minors he dominated, and frankly, there were some starts last season that he looked pretty dominant. There were there were a couple on the road, and there was one at home against the San Diego Padres. This is a guy who could really advance. I mean, it's funny. I've had this conversation with others about him. What can they expect out of him? Usually, the third overall pick, you're expecting a dominant superstar type, but the Issue is at Coors Field, nobody is that for very long. So really, what? How can you get the most out of them? And I think by adding this pitch, maybe giving some, um, throwing off some timing of the hitters who are expecting the upper nineties fastball could really make a difference to him, and and, and maybe make him an ace in his rotation for a while, where he doesn't have to strike everybody out. He can throw an off off speed pitch, get a mishit ground ball, and get out of innings, which. Uh, he does that to an extent now, but these are the major leagues.
1: Yeah, and so, again, like, extending my time as a little bit of a devil's advocate, but, like, I mean, the curveball is, like, it has failed a lot of really pretty good pitchers in the past that have tried to use it at course field. So um, the fact that he would be trying to work that in and be doing it at course field for half of his stars, I mean, this could end up not working out very well.
0: Uh, no doubt about it. I mean, it's, it's one of those pitches that certainly if it doesn't work, he'll have to put it back into his pocket. The guy that's teaching it to him, though, is Darren Holmes, who is a reliever here, who got by with a curveball. There are big guys who've thrown curveballs with some success. Before the injury, Jolie Chassin threw a nice curveball. Um, what the Rockies are trying to get away from is that one flavor of pitcher, that guy who throws sinker ball, sinker ball, sinker ball, simply because they're hard to find. Well, the other flavor you'd like is guys who strike everybody out. That's hard to find, too. So basically what you want to have, or at least that's the current thinking, is pitchers who can handle various situations. Maybe they don't have to throw ground ball pitches every pitch, but they can get the ground ball when they need it, can get the strikeout when they need it, uh, can get a can get the timing thrown off when they need it. So we'll see. I mean, let's face it. This team has played for 23 seasons, and there are very few, comparatively, seasons where guys throw even 200 innings here, okay? Most, um, there, there are a lot of teams that have two or three guys a year, it seems, that are over 200 innings. And the Rockies, I'm not sure that there have been 20 seasons, that I, and I forgot to look this up, but I'm not sure there have been 20 seasons in their entire history where a guy thrown 200 innings. So you're kind of working in an uncharted area anyhow. So why not try something different?
1: Yeah, and when it comes to John Gray, tell me a little bit about uh, just the impressions that you have about him as a person, as a, a possible future leader. Um, things, it's not like everything is dependent on him, but if he works out of this rotation, then things kind of can fall around him. Um, so do you see him as, as a guy that could lead a pitching staff as the years go on and he gets a little bit older?
0: I think he can lead in the way that um, he's sort of a quiet fellow. I mean, easy to get along with around the clubhouse. I don't necessarily see him, you know, grabbing other guys and shaking them into shape or anything like that. What I see from him is extreme confidence. And if a guy goes out there and, and – has that confidence and then proves it for a while and pitches confidently, that can rub off on other people. And a lot of times you see here at the core field. Even good pitches have come in, maybe done well in the beginning, but once things start going wrong, the confidence goes. I mean, I watched that for Mike Hampton, and he's a guy, you saw him at Houston, there was confidence all over the place. By his second year here, he was almost afraid to have the opponent hit the ball. I mean, it, it really went to pieces up in the environment, who um, pitched in, in Grand Junction in the beginning, that's at altitude, um, at AAA, at Albuquerque, if he could handle it, then maybe he could be a leader of the staff, and we'll see how long that he can maintain quality pitching here. That's a, that's another question. I mean, you had Ubaldo Jimenez, who really, for the better part of a two-and-a-half-year period, was one of the best pitchers in baseball, and he hasn't been the same since. Um, Aaron Cook had good years. Uh, Jeff Francis had three good years here. Um, how long can, it, it, you know, can this guy reach the pinnacle that his talent should allow, and frankly, with his size, with his uh, with his arm speed, he may be the best of the crew, and I'm even including a ball, in there um, because he has a cleaner motion. If he can do that and maintain for a period of time, maybe it'll end some of the stigma here at Coors Field.
1: So going from the very young to the not quite so young, Uh, Jason Mott. Uh, Jason Mott is a name that a lot of us are very familiar with. He's been in the big leagues for a while as a release pitcher. He has signed with the Rockies for a two-year commitment, uh, which is nice for Jason. Um, 33 years old, sort of anchor a bullpen along with Chad Qualls, uh, a bullpen that had a 470 ERA, which was the highest in the majors last year. So, um, of course, Jason Mott comes with uh, some injury history, quite a bit of injury history, but uh, it's healthy, then they have to like uh, what he brings to the
0: bullpen. Uh, yes, and last season, um, he's throwing the fastball pretty much close to what he was before. Uh, I think toward the end of the season, he was around 93, 94 miles an hour. Did have some shoulder fatigue at the end, which is which obviously raises a lot of questions, but... Had the Cubs gone to the World Series, he was a candidate to go back on the roster. So after the Tommy John of a few years ago and last season, a really solid year with the Cubs, and he even ended up um, closing some games for them, there's a belief that he is back. And if he is back, it makes a huge difference. It seems like when the Rockies pitch well out of the bullpen, there's that older veteran type that maybe has been through Um, some injuries, some disappointment, winning jobs, losing jobs. I go back to Latroy Hawkins around 2007 and also when Raphael Betancourt came around 2009 and was one of the best pitchers here. Can Jason Mott be that guy here? Um, they need him in that closer role in the beginning because Adam Adovino, I don't think he's going to be closing until late in the year, if at all. I mean, I don't expect to see him until sometime around the All-Star break, maybe a little before, maybe a little bit after. But he's coming off the Tommy John, John surgery and almost compare his situation to what Mott went through a, couple, a few years ago at the St. Louis Cardinals. So Mott um, needs, needs to come in. The thing that the Rockies like about him is that he throws a lot of strikes. He does not walk guys. If you're going to hit him, you've got to hit him. And at times he's been hittable. At times uh, the, the fastball has been one that's tough for batters to keep up with. So if Mott can close some games, and also maybe they'll work some other guys in the closing role, it uh, he could really be a boon to this uh, bullpen. Yeah, and he's.
1: Um, I mean, he says the right things. You hear this a lot just uh, when pitchers, or they signed with the Rockies, and then they asked, like, are you going to be able to pitch at Coors Field? And, and Jason said uh, that he does not feel like it's going to be an issue. He pitched at Wrigley plenty of times with the wind blowing straight out, that it's just part of the game. Um, I guess you don't really know exactly how they're going to react until they are in the midst of pitching there, but it's uh, at least he has the right mindset that he probably can, probably can be pretty successful there.
0: Yeah, that, and relievers have been more successful than starters um Generally at Coors Field, I mean, you've had a lot of relievers come in and have some success. I think that, yeah, there are going to be those days that uh, you throw. I remember John Axford throwing a curveball and he called it a Denver curveball on a couple of occasions where it did absolutely nothing and it got hit. You're going to have those things happen here. Uh, Mott has pitched well here in the past. The question that I would have on him, especially with the injury history, which should be behind him, is the recovery time. You know, he is 34, but let's face it, uh, Troy Hawkins pitched, I think, till he was 108 here. So if you can (laughs) stay in shape, if you can can handle the atmosphere because it's a lot drier atmosphere and a lot of people have a harder time recovering than others, um, then He should be okay here. You worry less about a free agent reliever who signed here because the the history of this club includes a lot of successful free agent relief pitchers who were veterans. Um, You worry less about those guys than you do about starters. Great. Thomas, thank you. Good stuff. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon.